name is Peter Knight and I want to thank you for listening into this podcast. Today I'm speaking with Australian PGA member Stuart Leong. Stuart's one of Australia's highly renowned coaches and he's also a bit of a numbers man. The good news for you as a golfer is that Stu's interest in tracking numbers has led to the development of a statistical program guaranteed to improve your golf. And who doesn't want to do that? If you enjoy the chat with Stu, I encourage you to go to iTunes, look up Iron Golf Mind, then subscribe to the podcast series. That way you won't miss any. You can also download and catch up on past interviews. And if you're finding you're getting some great information, then of course, and there's plenty of that, through these podcasts, then please tell your friends. I began the chat with Sue by asking him that if he's so interested in numbers, what does he track outside of golf? I keep stats on a lot of things. Um, one of the earlier memories I have actually with Marty Joyce, who's the, the DIS head golf coach, we used to work together at uh, at an academy in uh, Warrnambool for the southwest region of the state. And I was showing him something that I made, which was tracking my mortgage, and I'd worked out, you know, if I made this many payments or that many payments, the graph would, would basically show me how much ahead of what I should have been if I was doing normal payments and also would show me how closely, you know, how quickly I'd pay off, pay off my mortgage. So things like that, I I track my runs and my fitness stuff, I wear a GPS and I love looking at my kilometre times and splits. Uh, I quite like looking at graphs about shares and things like that as well. So um, when I'm into something, usually in some way, shape or form, I'll, I'll record something about it, uh, even something as trivial as Facebook and, and likes or some of the social media stuff and interaction. Um, might be for business, but usually it's just something I put up that I thought's funny and which ones do my friends like more or not, so I'll, I'll try to find more things like that. It, look, it's not ever going to get quiet for you for golf, but if it is, I've, you've just told me about five or six different things that would work, that would absolutely fly as a business, so that's really? great. Well, let, let's talk some more because one of the really interesting things about being in the golf industry and doing the things that we do is so many of our skills and ideas transfer across to other fields. And I'm basically taking the same mentality that I would for, for how to appraise someone's golf game and, and using that same, same method to pursue other areas of interest. So, yeah, and, and the more I, I learn about business and the more I'm involved with business people, uh, the more links I'm seeing between some of the things that, that you and I and, and other coaches do in, instinctively and, and how, how innovative they could be and, and how, how well they could set up as a business. It's, um, it's actually becoming quite an area of, of interest, more, more a hobby, but uh, I'm really enjoying learning about it. You mentioned one of the things about, you know, keeping numbers and stats, and I, th I think we should probably start with talking about the program that, you, that you've got set up called shotstohole.com, and that allows players to record their stats. How did that all start? What's the story behind it? It's a, a story that spans a, a number of years, but... Going back to 2004, 2003, I was a, a tour player. I had a ranking in the top 750 or so in the world, so I was close to achieving my goals, but, but not quite. And at the time, all of the advice I was being given about my game and also probably the way I was interpreting it, to be fair as well, was very technique-focused and very much about hitting targets, hit the fairway, hit the green. The more targets that I would hit, the, the better my golf game. I did that so much and practice towards that objective uh, in a way that 
I ended up with stress fractures and three ribs and, and was unable to play golf for some time. And having left the playing arena to recover, I started coaching, but I couldn't play golf. So one day I was just putting some balls and I decided to hit 10 balls from a number of different distances, starting quite close to the hole and getting progressively further away and, and just did it a bit differently where I would keep on putting until I actually got the thing into the hole and I would record how many shots it would take me to get into the hole, which is actually the name of the company, Shots to Hole. And I could start seeing that from different distances, it might take me one shot to get in the hole. And as I got further away, it might take me one and a half or two or sometimes more than two shots. So that, that's kind of where it all started. And then I was able to do some, some shorter shots, some chipping and pitching where I could make a bigger swing, but, but definitely not the big ones. So I recorded the distance that the ball was finishing away from the hole. And I said, well, how can I work out my score? So I pulled out the putting numbers and started adding if I hit the ball five feet away, it would take me this many shots. If I hit it 15 feet away, and I could work out that even though I couldn't play golf, I could, I could create a score and it made me feel like I was playing golf. And from there, it all kind of came about. Uh, two years later, I had a client come for a lesson who's now my business partner, Paul Mesner, and he was uh, an amazing IT specialist in, in databases and a lot of stuff in, in financial institutions. And he decided... He was in a position where he could pursue his lifelong dream of, of having a go for 12 months at becoming a golf pro. And from our first lesson, I asked him a question. It was, you know, what, what is it do you need to work on to, to get better? And he was like, well, I thought you were going to tell me that. You're the pro. And so we worked towards his goal, and he started building what became Shots to Hole. And he said, I'm, I couldn't answer your question, so here's some ideas. And, and then I shared with him the work I'd been doing, and... He spent a lot of time then redoing the program and basing it on, on these concepts of how close you hit the ball to the hole and if we improved some of these parameters like the proximity or how close you hit it or, or your putting, what would happen to your score? And his, his 12 months elapsed and he was still working on the program and it was, it was going quite well. And, and in creating it, he started using it on his own game and then went on to win the club championship and, and, and competed in things like the Australian Mid Amateur and things like that. So it was a really, it was a really good story. And from there, we, we started showing a few people, of which I think you were the first coach of note that we, we showed, Peter. Wow. And so, you know, keeping numbers in themselves is not necessarily going to make you a better golfer. It can certainly show what you need to work on. But then you've, I imagine the process that you had with Paul was that you were actually coaching him from a, you know, a technical perspective plus other things like how to practice and all the rest of it, and he was able to monitor his results. Is that how it worked? Yeah, so I was definitely looking after him from a technical perspective. But Paul, like, like a lot of golfers, it was a different kind of a relationship. It wasn't come in, let's work on your swing. It was more let, let's talk about questions that he had. He's very analytical. And then he would go and work on a lot of things himself. And we, we would actually spend a lot of time playing golf together talking about shot selection, strategy, and it gave me a great insight compared to a lot of my other clients because as a golf coach, it's, it's very hard sometimes to see your students on the golf course actually playing and doing things in the real world. You, know, you go to the, the practice range and it, it's never quite the same. And what was really helpful is each after each round, I could log in and I could actually see what he was doing. And because I play golf with Paul quite a lot, I had a really good understanding of his game and the numbers made a lot of sense to me and it definitely changed the focus of what we worked on and when it did become about technical development, 
before we even started the project, we knew that we were working on an area that there would be a significant gain in his score, or decrease is probably a better way of saying it. If he did make progress in this area, it, it would influence his score in the right direction, as opposed to we could work on this, but we actually don't know. You know you'll feel better about it, and you're probably going to hit the ball better, but it's all about score. That's so interesting. And, you know, one question I like to ask at the, at the beginning of a, of a lesson, and this is not necessarily just with someone who's I'm seeing for the first time. It could be with someone who I see every time. But the question is going to be something like, what's the thing that we can do today that's going to make the most amount of difference to your game? And by having the statistics that you've got, it's going to be pretty obvious. If you're having a look over there, um, their round numbers, their, their performance numbers before you see them, the answer's going to be pretty obvious. And you know what's really interesting is even elite golfers, uh, and especially as we come down through the high handicapped golfers, but very few golfers have a really good understanding of what influences their score. They have things that make them feel happy about themselves and their game and things that frustrate them, but there seems to be very little correlation between that and actually understanding for them what the key areas are that they need to be on top of. So if we can educate people and have particularly the student change their their shift or be open to the fact that they can see the game in a slightly different way, their ability to reduce their score is better. But but even more important, some of the things that, that people invest a lot of time and energy worrying about really aren't that important. And other areas that are extremely important get no attention at all. So I know the Shots to Hole program's been used by Australian squads. I know that it's been used in Chinese Taipei. It's being used by colleges in the US. Where else is it being used? And what's the compliance like? Because I know a lot of golfers, they just don't like doing anything other than hitting golf balls, and the only marking they want to do is on their scorecard. To answer the first part of your question, we work with a number of national teams, Australia, New Zealand, Taiwan, Singapore and Wales. Uh, in fact, we had an inquiry last night from Saudi Arabia, so that's, that's really interesting. We work with 35 to 40 universities across the US and the UK. Um, we work with institutions like St Andrews Academy of Golf in Scotland, uh, the Core Golf Academy out of Orlando, Florida, uh, Kevin Kirk at the Woodlands. In Australia, we work with every state program and also the Queensland Academy of Sport and the Victorian Institute of Sport, along with tour players all around the world. In relation to compliance, one, the world of statistics is starting to change and golfers are starting to see it as something that can become helpful. And part of the reason for that, you know, things like Mark Brody's book, you know, Every Shot Counts, the work that, that we're doing in the area as well, where we're taking a really different look at the, the measurement tools or or what statistics we look at. So in the past, you would enter your information or recorder on a bit of paper, for example, and you'd look at fairways hit or greens in regulation or number of putts, and they have no real correlation to, to identifying what you need to do to get better. You could have more putts and your score could go down, or you could hit more greens and your score could go up. One of the reasons that we continued to go on with the business was the fact that after five or ten rounds, we found that our compliance was going up from people that may not have otherwise been in, interested in recording their data because all of a sudden it becomes really real for them and, and they can see with the way our system works, they can see that it actually makes a difference to their score and it helps them to track their improvement. So 
because of that personal investment and for a very small amount of time, what it allows you to do in the way that you analyse your game or, or the way that you set out your practice or work with your coach, the improvement is really straightforward. So you know, we are finding that, that the compliance is getting going up and up. There's always going to be some people that, that aren't involved and there's always going to be people that do way too much. But that middle band of people that could go either way, we're finding in the elite programs that after they've seen what it can do, they, they're more than happy to, to comply and, in fact, they improve a lot. Because it's really about answering the question or, or about quality over quantity. And this, of course, you've got to have quantity. You've got to do the work. There's no escaping that. But if you're targeting it correctly, it's going to make well, – it's going to – mean that you're going to be doing the right work in the first place, but it also means you should get better results. Now, the one other thing that I, w I want to talk to you about was Aimpoint, which is this new green reading technology. So I know it's been around for a little while, but it's suddenly starting to come to prominence, and especially fairly recently, early 2014, there was a, a picture put up in the press with Adam Scott raising a finger not for any other reason to, than to help Rita Green. So what's the story of Aimpoint? Aimpoint was created by an American by the name of Mark Sweeney, and you're talking about Adam Scott. At the time, uh, so up until probably about a week or two ago when Rory took over the world number one, but Stacey Lewis was the ladies' world number one and, and Adam Scott was the, the men's number one, and they're both Aimpoint Express users. And I'm not sure of anyone else that's had from a coaching perspective, the two number ones in the world at the same time simultaneously. The um, Aimpoint started as a television product. Mark created a 3D model of a green and, and wrote a, an algorithm which could predict the break basically every six inches. And he sold that to the Golf Channel. And some of you would, would know that when you watched the coverage from the American Golf and there was a blue line on the ground overlaid into the coverage of how the ball would break. And if the ball stayed on that line, and hit at the right speed, the ball would go in the hole. From that creation, some things happened. Again, it was a, it's over a long period of time, but it seems really logical when you hear it in a sentence. But certain patterns would occur, and it became Mark became aware that break was entirely predictable, whereas in the past, you know, you're either a good green reader or you're a bad green reader. It wasn't necessarily a skill. It was something that took a long time to learn, and a lot of the things that we would base our initial concepts on quite often were wrong, like the ball's always going to break towards the water or towards a particular landmark or uh, that grain has a big influence on it. So, All the old golfing wives' tales. Absolutely. Uh, and, or, you know, that ball broke uphill. Well, that can't happen, but the way that our eyes perceive the slope might might actually make the ball look like it goes uphill. I'm sure. I'm actually sure there's a couple of mine that have broken uphill over time. Have you just thought about what you just said? Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> but um, from there, Mark created a chart which basically gave us the exact break amounts from all sorts of angles and, and distances. And, and it got quite good coverage, but one of the downsides was it was it took a lot of investment and time to become really good at using the chart and what we called the midpoint read. And at about this time last year, a bit later in the year, it was probably more like October, November, Aimpoint Express was created primarily as something to teach juniors with. It was a solution to come up with teaching sort of eight to 10-year-olds an easy way to, 
career greens and it all revolves around can you feel the slope using your feet or your body as opposed to using your eyes mm -hmm. and from that the way that you use your fingers based on the slope amount will show you really easily the perfect position to to start the putt on and you know, I've been lucky enough to be involved with Aimpoint for three or four years now and having the background I have in statistics and golf data it, you know I know the sort of impact that improving green reading can have on someone's score. And it's such a enjoyable class to teach and seeing people, seeing the light bulbs go off as they're going through the course and just seeing them start trusting something and just stop using their eyes and start hitting really good putts. And, and one of the really common comments that I get is that people no longer start thinking too much about the mechanics of their stroke because they're so focused on where to hit it and how to hit it there the body almost reacts like an underarm throw as opposed to getting really focused and, and caught up in the nitty-gritty of the technique, which when you're trying to hold a putt's probably not the ideal headspace to be in. It's, it's a real shift because I've attended a number of the, the classes of Aimpoint and seen you present a number of times. You do a brilliant job, and you've certainly helped my green reading, and it just seems so strange that you can do something that seems so foreign to us aside from, you know, using your feet to feel the green, which I think most professional golfers have done, even if they're not conscious of it. But then to be able to get the read of a green far more quickly and create a level of certainty that allows you to make a... It actually affects your stroke. You, you can putt better when you've got a, a higher degree of certainty that you've got the correct line in the first place. One of the things I think that, that happens is because of the science behind... The, the express read. The express read is really quite easy to do, and and it, it's, it's actually astoundingly simple. So if you didn't know where it came from, you'd almost think it was a little bit of a gimmick. It's that easy. But one of the things that it really helps with is clarifying your mind. And you know, the golfers will be able to relate to when you've got a thousand things going through your head that it becomes a distraction. Or if you're a non-golfer, just imagine trying to do a, a fairly complex task, but for whatever reason, something in your business or personal life is is distracting you. So what the express read really helps with is if you can really clearly see what you need to do, your body will just tend to react and without thinking about it too much, you can hit the ball on the right speed and hit it with the right the right direction. And more often than not, if it doesn't go in, it's, it's a really close putt, but you're doing it with such a, a free mind. It's not, it's not your conscious mind. It's just your body and your natural instinct reacting to what it's seeing, which is it's basically what we grew up doing when we were hunting. You, know, you weren't thinking about, with a spear, how to hold the thing or how to take it back in order to hit your target. You just did it, and if you didn't, you, um, you got really hungry. Um, haven't done much hunting with spears, do you? Yeah, it's a loose, it's a long... You know, I couldn't imagine either the aftermath of actually you know, having killed the food, actually preparing it to eat. You know, my generation, particularly in this part of the world, it's not something we do. I, I'm not sure if I could do it. No, it hasn't been done for a long time. I love the simplicity of um, Aimpoint, but also the shots to hold. I mean, the, the use of the Aimpoint Express is really, really simple. And the idea that you can find out the things that you need to work on with your golf very easily using a program like Shots to Hole is really interesting. So if people want to find out more about Shots to Hole, how do they go about doing that? Uh, there's a couple of ways they can do. Firstly, we have a Facebook page, which is... On, you can search us on Facebook at Shots to Hole 
or our, our website, www.shotstohold.com, and you can also find us on Twitter. Uh, I'm responsible for all the social media, so it goes up in spurts. It's something I'm, I'm really actually challenging myself to, to put good content up on a consistent basis. But also, I'll provide you, Peter, with a code that if any golfers would like to try Shots to Hole, uh, they can give it a go for free and, and just experience a bit themselves. Excellent. And I'll, look, I'll put notes up on the, the webpage for that so that they can, and I really encourage them to have a go at Shots to Hole. And if they want to find out more about the Aimpoint program, how do they go about doing that? The, the best place to go is to aimpoint.com. You can also find Aimpoint on Facebook, and there's a, a worldwide site as well as an Australian-only site. Or uh, at any time, if you'd like to contact me, either via email or on Twitter or Facebook, and I'll, I'll give Peter all those contact details, uh, I'd be happy to answer any questions and keep you informed of not just the clinics that I'm doing, but uh, whichever part of the world you're in there would be an Aimpoint instructor that would be more than happy to help you and uh, have, a, have a lot of fun watching your whole pubs. Excellent. And I'm sure on the Facebook pages, both for Shots to Hole and also for Aimpoint, there's going to be lots of good information that's going to allow someone to get a, a, an understanding of the concepts of both of those things and then come and see someone like you, wherever they are in the world, come and see someone like you who can help them to get the most out of both of those programs. Absolutely. It's... Um, yeah, you'll have a lot of fun both trying it out yourself and then taking it further if that's what you decide to do. Stu, I'm a fan of both programs. Uh, I use the Shots to Hold program and have used it with clients who are regular club golfers right through to state, national level amateurs and also with professional golfers. And I, I think it's a tremendous program. And the Aimpoint Express, um, I've seen great results with that. I've used it myself the more golfers that actually get to understand concepts like that, the better off they're going to be. It gives them one more tool in their, in their arsenal that's going to help them to develop the, their skills in green reading. Stu, thanks for your time. I'm going to put links to each of those things on the website, which you'll find below. So look up Stu, look up those programs and do something that's going to help your golf and do it in a really easy way. Stu, thanks for your time.